the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, everybody, and a happy new year. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. The new year is already here. I mean, hasn't it snuck up on you? I tell you what, I am just amazed at how fast 2021 just blew by. But here we are in a new year with new exciting opportunities and new things that God has in store for all of us. And so if we're sensitive and if we're ready, God wants the body of Christ to leap into glory in 2022. And that was actually part of the theme for the prophetic gathering of the saints that we just had uh, last Friday, just the other day. And if you're hearing this, that means that we've already had the prophetic gathering of the saints. And I tell you what, I'm sure God has moved mightily in that. You're going to be hearing some of the prophetic words that God released during this conference. The theme for that conference, it was that we are leaping into glory, leaping into glory. What that means, right? It means that there's an accelerated change that's going to happen. And it's going to be God's presence, God's glory, his goodness is all going to be a catalyst for it. And even if you didn't attend, you seek God out and make it a point to get into his presence and stay there. Then you're also going to start experiencing that leap into glory. Okay. Because those that are zealous and those that are excited for God and what he has for them, God can't help himself but to move in their life. So one of the instructions that we were given going into the end of 2021 is that we really need to get into God's presence. We need to seek out his presence and we need to stay there. Okay. And that means that everywhere that we're going, that we're seeking his presence everywhere that we go in every area of our life. In Exodus chapter 33, verse seven, it says, now Moses used to Take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. While the Lord spoke with Moses, whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshiped each at the entrance to their tent. Now, I want you to just imagine this, right? So Moses sets up this tent outside the camp and every time Moses goes in there, 
the presence of God manifests so strong that a pillar of cloud would come down and stay there at the entrance, okay? That is truly something supernatural, right? So everybody, whenever they saw the cloud that was the manifestation of God's glory and his presence, they all worshipped outside their tents. Now it says in verse 11, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. So you see what's happening here is Moses, he talks to God face to face. He gets his instructions and he's going to relay what God told him to the people. But Joshua Right, He's like, well, I don't have to go, right? I'm going to stay here in God's presence. What does this show, right? It shows that Joshua sought after and was in love with the presence of God. That's what it shows us because he desired to stay and linger in God's presence. And this is the reason why Joshua was chosen as Moses' successor. Because Joshua wanted to get into the presence of God and he wanted to linger there. Okay. And the people that are going to be raised up in this season that are, that are going to leap into glory, right? They are going to be people like Joshua. Those people that, man, they just can't wait to get into the presence of God. And once they're there, they don't even want to leave, right? And the most important thing to them is getting into God's presence. Okay. So, we have been talking for years and years about how God wants to bring a transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence over to the body of Christ. That the body of Christ is going to be the ones that are going to be in authority. They're going to be the ones that are going to be setting the trends for the culture, setting the trends for fashion setting the trends for new technology, setting the trends for media and entertainment, okay? You're talking about the body of Christ will now be leading the way when it comes to culture, when it comes to influence, education, every area, okay? And the people that God is going to raise up in a position of leadership in these areas, right? The ones that are going to lead the charge as God guides them, they are going to be people like Joshua. They're seeking out the presence of God. They can't wait to get into the presence of God. Every time God is there, they're just so focused on loving God and chasing after God. And then they want to bring the presence of God wherever they go. See, Moses kind of sets an example for this because Moses did not want to go anywhere unless God's presence and his glory was going along with them. In that same verse, Exodus chapter 33, starting with verse 12, it says, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me lead these people, but you have not let me know with whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you. And continue to find favor with you. Remember this nation is your people. So the Lord replied to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Okay. And understand you'll have true rest when you abide in God's presence. And there's nothing better than God himself going along with you. It means that man, no armies, no giants, 
No weapons, nothing can prosper against you because you have the Lord himself, the God of all the universe, with you, okay? So Moses responds to him. It says, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. For how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us, okay? Our prayer should be like Moses, right? We don't want to go anywhere unless God is sending us, unless God's going to go with us, unless his presence is following us. Because this is the next thing that Moses says. He says, what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? You see, the presence of God is supposed to be the distinguishing factor for the body of Christ. We're supposed to have the Holy Spirit with us, right? So we should be operating in power. We should be operating in the supernatural wherever we go. So God's presence, it should be the most distinguishing factor for the body of Christ. And this applies to the artsy entertainment industry where it's like, man, every time, everywhere they go, okay, it should apply to the technology industry. Anywhere God is sending you, you should be taking the presence of God with you. And that has to be the distinguishing factor because for too long, the body of Christ has been applying the world system and trying to spiritualize it. Okay. But if that happens, then all we have is a knockoff version of the world system. Oh, but we spiritualize it a little bit, right? We add in little scriptures here and we pray to God every once in a while. Okay. That's not going to cut it in 2022. God is not raising up the body of Christ to go to all of these industries to improve the systems that are there, right? God's not sending Christians to Hollywood to improve the system that Hollywood created, or he's not sending people to the technology industry to improve the world system there. We're going to be a complete replacement. We're replacing the world system with God's ways of doing things, okay? Which means that, yes, that distinguishing factor, the presence of God, has to be there. So God's going to raise people up and look, you chase after God's presence, you can be among those that are going to transform this generation for all future generations, okay? And that's something that's so exciting. And let me tell you, I just get so excited when talking to God about what he wants to do here in the United States of America, how God really wants to manifest the most righteous government that this nation has ever had. That means even more righteous than at its founding. That's what God wants to manifest here in this nation. So we should just set aside our doubts, you know, because you look in the natural and you're like, oh, well, that's impossible. I mean, the politicians are so corrupt and all of this and the system's rigged and all of these things. Okay, look, the God of the universe has spoken these things. And we know that God, man, he he holds the hearts of kings in his hand. He raises up kings and he tears them down, okay? God has all the power. God has all the influence. The most important thing that we need to focus on is following the direction that God has given us, okay? And I've talked about at length, for example, the parable of the wheat and the tares, how Jesus says, right, the kingdom of God is like this, where a farmer, he sows seed in his field, but then an enemy comes and he sows weeds, right, amongst the wheat. 
And when the servants want to pull up the tares, the master, he says, no, don't do that, lest you pull up the good wheat along with it. You see, you might be wondering, well, God, why haven't you dealt with the wicked, right? Why haven't they been uprooted yet? Why haven't these things happened? This parable clearly shows us that the reason why the tares weren't uprooted is because he didn't want to uproot the wheat along with them. So it's actually for our sake. We have the separation between the body of Christ and the wicked had not been completed yet. Okay, because what happens at the end of this parable is that when the harvest time comes, he he allowed the wheat and the tares to reach full maturity. So he said when the harvest time came, and this is in Matthew chapter 13, he said in verse 29, but but no, lest you gather up the tares and also uproot the wheat with them. See, his staying his hand is actually a form of mercy for the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ is, you know, has been too intermingled with the world system. The separation has to happen so that God can judge the wicked. It says in verse 30, Let them both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, and then gather the wheat into my barn. So, both the wicked and the righteous are reaching the fullness of their maturity. And then that's when the harvest will come. Okay. And it's going to happen faster than we expect. It's going to happen in an accelerated fashion. Okay. So these things are happening. Okay. The important thing, okay, is that the body of Christ, we have to reach full maturity of righteousness, right? Because the wheat was fully grown. So we have to mature and we have to allow God to prepare us. So focus on God. Focus on what he's doing. Don't focus on the bad news media. Don't focus on the things that the wicked are trying to do. Focus on God and what he's telling you to do. Because the body of Christ is going to be put in a position of authority. We are going to take back this nation and we're going to transform it for all future generations. Okay, And I'm really excited because as we obey God, this will be a turning point in history where future generations will look back and they'll see, oh yeah, the revival started there back in 2022, right? 2022. That's when the body of Christ started to move and these people started to rise up and then the arts, the entertainment and the news media was completely transformed. The education industry was completely transformed. God raised up people in all of these industries. The political arena was completely transformed. Technology was completely transformed. Even these new industries that don't even exist now, right? Because that generation obeyed. We now are living a better life. We now are closer to God and God is moving in our lives. So now we can thank that generation. And I want the future generations to look back at my life and I want them to be grateful that we obeyed God. That's the kind of legacy that we can leave behind. The other thing that God's going to be doing this year is he's going to continue to shake up the leadership in the body of Christ. He's going to bring in people that are going to be faithful with what he gave them. And they're not going to be pursuing man-made traditions. They're going to allow God to move mightily in their life. Because in Mark chapter 7, when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees, we have to understand he was speaking to the spiritual leaders at the time. Jesus' biggest 
opponents should have been his biggest supporters, right? Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees spent their entire life studying the law, studying the prophets. They knew all of the prophecies about the Messiah. They knew all of the laws, okay? And yet, despite this, they didn't recognize Jesus because they were more concerned with keeping their status. They were more concerned with using man-made traditions to control people, to maintain power, to accumulate resources. They were not concerned with the move of God, right? And also, they had a bunch of head knowledge, so they assumed in their head the Messiah was going to meet a certain kind of expectation, and Jesus didn't meet any of those expectations, right? This is the reason why Jesus says to them, and remember, these are the spiritual leaders of that generation. Mark chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus replied to them. He said, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions, okay? So those that have been preaching and teaching and discipling only by human rules, only by man-made traditions, and have been limiting the move of God, these kinds of people, God is going to continue to replace. You see, the reason why is because these kinds of people, they don't actually love the move of God, and they aren't actually interested in allowing the Holy Spirit to move. And this is very clear in Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, verse 6. It says, On another Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. They weren't concerned at all about the people that were going to get healed. They weren't concerned at all about the move of God. Right? They're just saying, oh, can we catch this guy in breaking this rule? Can we catch this guy stepping out of tradition? Right? It's, it's about control is what it's about. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. And then we know Jesus heals him. Right? And all the Pharisees and all the Sadducees cared about was these legalistic traditions and these laws. Why? Because they used them to control the people, to control access to God, to control and maintain a sense of status in their community. This is the reason why Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, verse 52, Woe to you experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who are entering. This is also the reason why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 21, verse 43, Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. And then this year, 2022, the people that are going to be fruitful with what God gives them, the people that are going to allow the Holy Spirit to move in their life and in others' lives, those are the people that are going to be a part of this move of God. Those are the people that God is going to trust with his kingdom. So let us count ourselves among those that can be trusted in those things. Amen. Because understand, God is going to move mightily. God, through his own word, created the entire universe. All the world, man, all the animals, all of nature. It was created through God's word. 
God has already spoken of what he plans to do in this nation. We're going to see the most righteous government that this nation has ever had. We're going to see the body of Christ step into authority, step into a position of influence. We're going to see a complete transformation of the arts and entertainment industry and a complete transformation of the technology industry. We're going to continue to see God move. So God has already spoken these things, and we've already seen the manifestation of a lot of the words that he's spoken. For example, one of the words that God said is that he's going to use the states as a backdoor to challenge unjust laws. And I want you to just think about think about what Texas has been doing and some of the other states have been doing with challenging the federal government regarding abortion, regarding other unjust laws. God's been using Texas and other states to do this, okay? And we're going to continue to see God move. And your calling is going to manifest the same way. It was through God's spoken word. Your calling, the transfer of wealth, even your own identity, they're all framed by the word of God, okay? Because once you step outside of the word of God, you're on your own. You're bound to be confused. You're bound to struggle, okay? But if you hone into God's presence, you hone in onto listening to God, submitting to him and allowing him to move in your life, then your destiny is going to manifest. Because understand, something the body of Christ has had to learn. It's not going to be any political leader. It's not going to be any political system. Only God can do this. And the funny thing is that God said himself, only by my hand will these things happen. He released a prophetic word through Pastor Chris several years ago now that there is a wicked root in Washington, D.C., and it goes deep, deep, deep into the ground, and it touches all the nations of the earth, right? That it's so impossible to uproot, right? No man can uproot it. But God said, only by my hand can it be pulled up, and that he was going to pull it up himself, that that wicked root in Washington, D.C. is going to be uprooted, and that is something to be excited for. We're going to see righteous laws decreed. We're going to see new leaders rise up that are not going to be bought off, that are not going to be influenced, but are going to stand for righteousness. We're going to see more states and more leaders stand in favor of the unborn. That's going to happen. Okay, And part of the reason why Texas has been prospering despite this pandemic, despite all of this economic turmoil, the reason why is because our governor in this state has been fighting for the unborn, has been fighting against things like human trafficking. So Texas, hey, we're starting to get on track and God's going to continue to move in this state and we're going to continue to see God's move all around this nation, okay? So let's obey God, amen? So I'm about out of time for this week, but before we go, let me just say a prayer with you. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the words that have been spoken today, God, and we have so grateful, Lord, for everything that you've given to us and the opportunities you've given to us in 2021. And God, we are looking forward into this year, 2022, And we are so excited for what you have in store for us. We thank you, God, for the good words that you've spoken over this nation, the good words that you've spoken over us individually, Lord. 
And we decree and declare, God, that we believe you, Lord. We take you at your word, God, and we're going to pursue your presence, God. I pray, Lord, that everyone that is hearing the sound of my voice, that they would catch such a fire for you, that they would experience your presence like they never have before. In Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that they are going to start leaping into glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is 2022. This is a year for new miracles, new signs and wonders, and new manifestations that God has for his body. So I hope you're excited. We are looking forward, hopeful, and eager to see what God is going to do in this nation and in the body of Christ. Buckle up, because it's going to be a ride. And as always, if you enjoyed this broadcast, we're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to sow a seed in this ministry, then go to our website, SOGMI.org slash donate and sow a seed online today. And Pastor Chris is also preparing to go to the Philippines for a mission trip coming at the end of January. And she's going to be there for several weeks, training pastors, training leaders, so that the move of God can also come to the Philippines as well. So if you want to sow a seed in that endeavor as well, you can go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit the donate button, and you can just leave a note that it's for the Philippine mission trip. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Joshua Sasso, and you've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.